0: Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers.
1: And welcome to No Church Answers, a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 278. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, and bang! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And that's where we're at. You know, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey meeting daily challenges just like you and that's why we're here and we're having a discussion for men and we aren't taking any church answers and so that's why we're glad you've joined us you know this podcast has been called authentic gritty and unexpectedly funny so we're we're so glad that you decided to check us out you know this podcast is available on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and we're on facebook youtube and at nochurchanswers.com so you can rate our podcast Leave a review, question, or comment. And this wouldn't be possible without your support. So thanks so much. At this time, I'm going to jump right in and introduce the panel. He is a former world class policy writer, a current professional gambler. He's the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Hello. Hey, Hello. Steve. He is a former prosecutor, he is an attorney of the group historian. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper.
2: Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, Mike How are you?
1: <laughs> a, a corporate trainer and theologian. We call him the professor. He's a big deal in the talent development. We call him Robert Koshu, the professor. Hello, Robert. Hey,
2: Robert. And my <laughs> name is
1: Bill Cox, and basically I'm a salesman and director and host. And we are going to jump right in. I'm going to turn it over to uh, Mr. Steve Titch.
2: Hey, we're going to do a fun one today. We're going to look at the scripture in First Peter that says, "Be holy in all you do." And holiness and purity, even in Christianity among churches, those are loaded words. Uh, you know, they, they kind of scare people. They, you know, m- people make fun of you with it. Uh, and being guys, you know, we those are hard to get a re- grasp because uh, you know we like to get our hands dirty. And, you know, purity and holiness. We think of, you know, the angels in their gleaming white gowns or whatever they wear. Uh, you know, Moses is his radiant face. So what's holiness all about?
1: Excellent. Uh, judge.
3: Yeah. How do we live to be holy or how do we live a holy life? And uh, the text that Bill's going to read in a minute, the apostle Peter instructs us how to live a life pleasing to God. He tells us not to conform to our our evil desires, but to be holy as God is holy. So what does being holy mean? As Steve just asked the question. Some of our Christian peers consider being holy as separating ourselves as far away from the world as we possibly can get, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us uh, have our children attend Christian schools and not public schools. Some, some families home ch- school their children to prevent them from socializing with non-Christian children. Some watch only Christian television networks or listen to Christian music. And some people do not watch shows unless they are based on Christian principles. So does pursuing holiness mean that we can never indulge in entertainment that does not lift up Christ? Attend, can we attend concerts? Should we only attend a concert of Christian artists? These questions bring in a flood of memories to me. When I accepted Christ, I was playing in a club in Old Market Square, downtown Houston, and I had played with several rock groups prior to that while I was in high school, and I was now entering college, and my last group had disbanded. So this was more or less a recreation for me, but my girlfriend's parents didn't think that, and they threatened to break us up if I did not stop playing at the club where I was playing. And so I, I, after I thought about it long and hard, I sensed this was the right thing to do. So I finally stopped playing at the club and accepted Christ into my heart. Now folks, I wanted to keep playing bass in other places, but the Holy Spirit seemed to encourage me to stop at this point so he could refine my walk with Jesus. A few years later, I played at a few different churches with the praise team and orchestras, but the exposure was limited because I sensed that God had a different direction for my life, and I needed to find that direction.
4: So, Bill, your turn. Uh, Professor. So, you have to remember who wrote this. This is Peter. There was a couple of things about Peter. He was a Jew first and foremost. There is no ignorant fisherman, by the way. We can dispel that. This guy was a small business entrepreneur before he left everything to follow Christ. So, you... I want to kind of look back at it and think it through from the perspective of how did Peter view that word holy? So to go there, you've got to go two verses in Leviticus, you know, that Old Testament book that none of us like. Leviticus 11, 44 through 45. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy because I am holy. And then Leviticus 19, 2, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Now, there's that, and if you look back at, The Pharisees of Jesus' day, they put all kinds of crazy stuff you had to do to be holy. Well, this is Peter, who hung out with Jesus, and we've talked multiple times over pop quiz for our listeners. Guys, you can answer in just a moment, but who did Jesus have the harshest words for out of the entire groups? Everybody he met when he was here on earth. He had harsh words for only one group. Who was that group? The Pharisees. He hated, the, he hated not just the Pharisees, but the religious establishment.
2: I don't mean, think he hated them. Well, well he okay, he always didn't always, hate he, re, he had the, the harsh words had, for them. The religious establishment displeased him greatly. Let's let's <laughs> Steve right. tried I to politically start. correct yeah. that statement. No, no, no. So, no, no, no. I, yeah. I I think yeah. I think we as Christians believe Jesus loves everybody.
4: No, he did. He, he did he loves he did. the sinner. Agreed. He agreed very <laughs> he, he loved the Pharisees. <laughs> I got it. But but, but you have to keep <laughs> when we're talking about it, you have to keep in mind of that. And I think there's a balance here because remember Peter's the first one that went to the Gentiles. Why did Peter go to the Gentiles? Because he had a dream from God that said, God told him, go eat this stuff. And Peter was like, not me, Lord. I've never touched anything unclean my entire life. And and God was like, yeah, I don't care. Go eat it. I, I, I think that is a perspective we need to bring that's into good, uh, that's this. That's good a good reason. Into good this per, into this discussion, because now you're talking about holiness. So how did Peter really view it? So, Bill?
1: Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in and read the scripture. And this is First Peter 1, 10 through 17. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you When Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you have had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially... Live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear.
4: Real quick, the Hebrew word here. So I went all the way back got okay. the Hebrew word, okay, is kadoshay, maybe pronouncing incorrectly, which means sacred set apart designates that which is the opposite of common or profane.
1: Now, <clears throat> as we were going into this, and the, the production notes are awesome, talking about you know, should Christians watch horror movies and, you know, that kind of stuff? And you're, you're asking about holiness and purity. And I think, I think we all realize that this is a goal. As we're walking through life, yeah, you're not going to walk through life being pure. No, life is dirty. It, it is what it is. And just think about mountain climbers. Mountain climbers spend months, maybe even years, training. And go up and down and up and down. You know how long they're at the summit? Maybe five minutes, five ten minutes. That
2: long? Not, uh, not, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, not long
1: uh, at the top. And it's kind of like Vince Lombardi: winning is everything. Well, yeah, Vince, of course it is. <laughs> but you know what? You, you get the crap beat out of you a lot on the way to becoming a winner. And I think that's—I think that's—that's that's part of it. It's—I mean, you know purity and holiness for us as humans is a process and that's why we're going through this but, kind but of that, thing.
2: i think that brings us to the question of the day this process and christians everywhere have have these boundary lines so should christians watch Horror movies or other R-rated fare. You just just as an aside, you right now if you're out there, paw, If you're near a computer or, or phone, pause this podcast and just type into Google or your favorite search engines the words "should Christians watch." And see the dozens of things that fill in. Uh, Robert's doing that now, but but, but okay. let's 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 go to this because you you some time back mentioned about horror movies. Uh, so well, Mike, should should Christians watch horror movies?
3: Well, first I'm going to you asked us to define holiness. Yes. Well, Robert took a shot at it <laughs> with a few words, and so I'm going to see if I can <laughs> I can expand that view before I address and be sure and make me go back to that. Uh, God is so big, good, and so beyond our mortal mind. There are many ways for people to learn more about God, and yet He is still incomprehensible. One of the many attributes of God that makes Him so big is His holiness, which Robert just mentioned. What the Hebrew Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrew words for it? I'm gonna get it out, folks. <laughs> it's an abstract idea that people understand is related to goodness, purity, and fully sanctified. Holiness is the natural state of God and the opposite of man's sinful nature. Today, striving for holiness means having a relationship with God defined by obedience to his will and being shaped to his character. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. So, how do you be holy? And folks, uh, what, we're getting back to Steve's, Steve's point. He asked, uh, mentioned to me about horror movies. Christians, And the Hebrew people were allowed to entertain themselves and have parties and fun so I just want to throw that out first because first thing that came to my mind and Steve's format for this is is well aren't we supposed to be pure and seek God every second we're awake and the the fact is no God gave the Jewish people the opportunity to have festivals parties weddings to drink crowds act like silly, maybe, I don't, we don't know how far they could go with that, but Steve is leading us to a point here in this podcast in which he says, what is the boundary, right, Steve? Mm-hmm. What is the boundary at which we have to stop, and we should no longer entertain ourselves, okay? And therefore, he goes right to the point, he and I talked about this on the phone, and I brought this up in a previous podcast, and, 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 and the question here becomes, can we watch horror movies? As Christians, and boy, that's going to depend on a lot, of, lot of situations. Depends on your mental capability. Depends on your character. And, folks, we know Bill is an alpha male, so he can watch the... Can
4: watch Bill, Bill can anything. watch anything. You know, can watch
3: not really. Actually not,
1: Mike. Not really. I, now, uh, as a matter of fact, I was going to bring that up. Um, as far as Christians go, I believe we all have free will. And because we have free will, uh, there are certain things that are stumbling blocks individually for us that aren't for other people me i don't watch horror movies but for a totally different reason uh i have a very active imagination and because i'm creative and stuff i watch a horror movie and i can't sleep for a week you know see (laughs) i mean but but i'm not but i'm not gonna tell anybody no uh that you can't um that you can't uh watch horror movies um I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it. So anyway. Well, I, and I, I I think yeah, it goes
4: bit. back. What mm-hmm. what was Paul's statement? I can do all things, but not everything for me is beneficial.
1: Right. And and Absolutely. I think that that's, that falls is into that's it.
4: kind of the and and so I'll chime in. So yeah, you know, I, I have a harder time with some of the wilder slash type movies that are basically let us just see how many arms and limbs mm-hmm. we can cut off versus any plot. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I took kind of Bill's stance. Back when Blair Witch was a thing, is when both of my children were in Boy Scouts. So we were—if you know anything about the Scouts—we were camping at a minimum one time a month. I didn't watch Blair Witch, but (laughs) I'm like, why not? Because I didn't want to be laying in a tent, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and having that in my head, as it were. But but I I think there's some, and, and I think that I think a good place to start is. This whole idea of spiritual alertness and sober mind, you know, that's, that's kind of in there. And remember the idea was, it, it's the first commandment. Remember, you know, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. And the commandments didn't say keep it holy, keep keep holy. The commandment said, make no other gods before me. And I think part of where this comes into, separate and apart, is, and and I think this is where we can have some serious discussions for men, is how do you not let things get in front of God? Because because let's let's be real, okay, if you are listening to us in India, China, kind of in the Far East type area— there are still, I happen to know, idols that get worshipped. Like, you know, like we think mm-hmm. of idols. But let's be real here: in modern America, unless someone has immigrated from there to here and has kept their their their, their faith customs, uh, most of us are not struggling with should I go down to Baal today mm-hmm. <laughs> and worship. You know, it's generally should I go to church or not? If you choices there but but do we have the opportunity to put our careers in front of god do we have the opportunity to put um our family in front of god oh what let, let's go no church all the way do we have the opportunity to put my church in front of god you know Maybe the, the way to talk about it is Bill talked about, you know, free will. And then we look upon this set apart and then we look upon it from the concept of God is telling us don't put idols. Maybe the conversation is how do we, to keep holy, how do we keep things from getting in front of God? You know, can I watch a horror movie? Eh, whatever. Can I watch 500 horror movies in a row and get nothing else accomplished? <laughs>
2: Well, well I'm, I'm gonna, since you guys kind of copped out of me, you didn't, but you got dead, I, I would say you copped out. You basically said you didn't like them because, you know, you just, they're, they're, you're, you're a sensitive viewer. Yeah. You're, but I, as I, I'm, I'm going to just speak to horror fans out there who are Christians. Uh, I'm a big horror fan. Um, now, I discern, I, I think, um, writers like Stephen King, Clive Barker, they are they are magnificent authors. The stand is awesome, by the way, and the stand and the stand <laughs> is a retold. I know that Christians don't like to hear it. It's a retelling of the Book of Revelation, uh, in in modern terms. Uh, but in there's a lot of there's a lot of Judeo Christian ethic and Christianity in much. Of Stephen King's writings, not all of it, and he goes off in different directions, and he has viewpoints of of theology in his books that you might uh, not disagree with. But but I'll go with what a lot of people say and what a lot of people like about King is that his horrors his horrors aren't about ghosts and vampires. They're about living with an alcoholic father. They're mm-hmm. about growing up. They're about the, the the frightening of the experience of puberty um it's there the the frightening aspects of being a teenager the frightening aspects of being a parent and there's certain catharsis there uh in his writing and i mean and then you can go to the other extreme there's a lot of best bad horror out there as you said a lot of slasher stuff um that really is pointless uh but and but then then but you, I still have to admit, I get to into the fun stuff even the the Hannibal Lecter novels what do you do I mean you, you get to get you get a a couple of you know a couple of hours to root around in the mind of a complete psychopath who happens to be the smartest guy in the room and there's a you know you're not going to go that way but you know there's a there's an experience there See, and, and, and and so I don't think I don't it's... think again and I think. It, it, and and to, to wind it back, you look you look at this this uh, s- uh, section, and what jumps out is the be pure in all you do, but that being sober, and clear headedness. Th- there's a list of things in here that go along with that. Mm-hmm. And again, and I think I think you're right, uh, Mike. You know, if you're if if it's something that triggers you, don't you know? It's something not to get involved in.
1: And we are going to go ahead and take our first break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, Director of MANA Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, We hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back, everybody. This is No Church Answers. We are uh, talking about whether a Christian can watch a horror movie. And so far, uh, it's basically two to two uh, here. Uh, This is uh, podcast 278. And really, we the reality is what we were talking about is uh, holiness and purity. And to me, th- those terms for me and you, it's like grating the cake that's still in the oven. I think when we look back at someone's life, then we'd be able to say, you know, that dude was holy. You know, I mean, if you mm-hmm. took everything into totality, you know. Uh I doubt I'll ever use the word pure for anybody. <laughs> I, I might say someone was holy, but I, I'm fairly certain I'll never say anybody was pure. Um but anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh jump into these other <laughs> uh these other things and you know we aren't gonna take any church answers because here here it comes. <clears throat> other boundaries and we might not get to all these, to holiness and purity. And uh, yeah, so
4: I, I want to rewind before we do that because okay. we cut a little short. So, so I, I like one of these. We avoid pornography, but what about Game of Thrones? <laughs> or I waited till I got here to Google Helmut Newton, and yeah, don't it is NSFW one hundred percent.
1: I've actually seen his stuff at the. Uh, uh, Museum of Fine Arts, and it, it's, art. It's, it's art. It's and art. Yeah, it's art. Yeah, black and white ap- photography ap- and stuff. Ap- yeah. and, and and me, honestly, okay, I'm not. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm just going to tell everybody up front. Um, yeah, as a writer, I write stuff that is R-rated. You know, I'll I'll just admit it because, I mean, nobody wants to watch a movie about Johnny going to the store to buy a soda. You know. that can be exciting yeah yeah well well, it didn't come out of off of my paper um but uh and i've had actors that although i don't write a lot of vulgarity into my scripts for uh, for example beer and seed is mine it's a feature film out there it's not available on amazon the lead character, I needed him in a couple of scenes to be really upset. I needed him to bring that emotion, and he could not bring it without being vulgar, without cussing. I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of his face, out of his body, and so you kind of just have to go with it. Um, and I and and okay, and I still go to church and Sunday school.
4: And that's okay. Well,
2: There's a passage from Paul people bring out a lot in conjunction to what we're talking about, usually in avoiding it. But he says, you know, fi- this is from Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The first on that list is true. And right. sometimes truth is, vulga- you know, the angry guy and the vulgarity and and Messy. to, to uh, but but yeah. But let's stick you know with what? because we talked let, about let, violence, we talked yep. about horror, the, the whole thing about yes, uh, Helmut Newton is down Museum of Fine Art, not now, mm-hmm. but he's been there. He's been and there. And in yeah. case you're not from, he is a photographer, very influential. A stark black and white. Many of his pictures are are nudes, right? Frontal nudity boldly, right. boldly positioned, boldly posed. A lot of it is also fashion work. He dabbled back and forth, but let me let, I'll be out front. We're, we're, my family are members, we're, we're contributing members of, of uh, Museum of Fine Arts Houston. You might be too. When, when that happened, when an exhibit like that comes along, a lot of a lot of dust gets kicked up, and I imagine somebody coming to me saying, Steve,
4: how could you support this does can, it, should does a, it, should a Christian does it objectify?
2: Support? Should, should, should See, a Christian?
4: I, 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 I'm not gonna cop out, mm-hmm. but I am gonna, I am gonna give some clarifications on it. Okay. Does it objectify? Because mm-hmm. I think that's where, and, and let's be real. I can objectify a female without showing any skin whatsoever or, or, Little skin. I don't have to go full on nudity mm-hmm. to objectify a female, no.
3: yeah, we don't or a man. Male mm-hmm. Yeah, but
4: but but and and I think that's where I think that's that's some of the questions you have to start asking when you're looking at it. What's the I mean, intent of the mm-hmm. photography? Is it to make that's, the, that's make, a, the, make the female not a person?
2: Yes, that's an important differentiation.
4: That's why Newton mm-hmm. is not pornographic. Right, right. And and I think th- I think there's a lot of that. And and once again, I'm going to go to this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Bill's. Where are you, and, and Mike too? Where are you in your faith walk, and what triggers you? Do you mm-hmm. do you? So Bill has an active imagination. Bill stays away from horror movies mm-hmm. because of that. If you struggle yeah. with lust, do you stay away from any nudity mm-hmm. thing? What not just pornography, but. But any, any, yeah. or, any
3: either and, and
2: erotica right. or... Right, yeah. correct, and,
4: mm-hmm. correct.
3: let's go into deeper, right. which is what you're... Yeah. I yeah. think you're leaving, leading who Steve, mm-hmm. and, and, and Bill for myself, is uh, sometimes we can handle the film, we can handle the... Correct. Movie. We can handle the pictures, we can handle the, the wonderful oh. art, but is a person with us mm-hmm. that may be affected to yeah. it, mm-hmm. such as our children... Right. I think you mentioned mm-hmm. Oh, you say. Yeah, I, I go I, alone at night. I mean, yes, Is I mean, that what you're saying? And I, Mike? I, I, I'm definitely
2: <laughs> what you're saying. There, there are things. There are things yeah. that are adult. I mean, that's part of it. I, mean, yeah. I think that's kind of the flip side. You can't keep it as public. as like, yeah. But right. but there's but in some cases, I wouldn't. I I depending on the maturity. You know, because it, it's 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 purely hypothetical. I wouldn't necessarily prevent or stop. A thirteen or fourteen-year-old from a Newton exhibit. Okay. Uh, it, given the way it's presented, um, but I would have I have some reservations about it. I might want to see it first um, uh, because you know it is. This is still human beings, really. Uh, but but like you're leading into other, another thing. I mean, I think family and children are a whole other part of the discussion. Absolutely. Um, but but conversely, I think this is this is this is where I get my goat up. As Christian adults, we're not supposed to limit ourselves to family-friendly stuff. <laughs> if if that's the case, I mean, if we all love Star Wars because it's good guys and bad guys and the good guys win and it's fairly uh not non- an right? <laughs> yes, even an empire. No, no, you're getting to you're get. Have you watched Andor? Yes. I'm in um, the middle of it, and or so. <laughs> and very early. I know. Very early, we see a rebel, the people we're supposed to like, point a gun at a teenage hostage. Uh-huh. We we see the we see essentially the rebels and their early form, and there's no real distinguishment from terrorists. And so it gets you thinking about that dimension. And, you know, you might even ask, I don't know, you might even ask me whether whether if you have, if you have seven, eight-year-old kids, nine-year-old kids who are watching Clone Wars, the animated series, even Rebels, you might want to draw the line at Andor. But that doesn't mean it's a sin for you to watch and or and no that's thing that that you know disney's lost it or star wars has lost it because now now they're dealing with complex plots that that make me think that you know should i root for this guy or not you can go back to the the basic tenet of our religion is even the most noble good tainted with sin so you can find it yeah. anywhere. I'm, I again I'm not gonna get into analysis. That's it. <laughs> well, we can talk about uh,
4: other subjects, but I like yeah. it. No, no, now we go down our list. I just thought this one I thought. Yes. But 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 and, and I think there there's a and and I do think there is a a discernment and trigger. And and mm-hmm. I like that word, Mike, a lot that you used mm-hmm. about if you are and, and I on on one level I like the way Mike's using it, but I am gonna honestly say I hate the way this generation uses the word trigger <laughs> i despise it with every fiber of my get off my lawn old man itis in my being but but I think it's an a it's a legitimate word to be used here if you are struggling with something, so seeing that or hearing that or tasting that or feeling that is. Going to give you problems with your faith and how you deal with the world and life. That's where I think that that's a good line draw. And and I'm going to use. So I googled what you should watch. There was actually a question. One of them is there. Should you watch the Chosen? Yes, yes, you should watch the Chosen. I will answer that question for you. Is it one? Is it the Bible? No. Is it a? It is. It is a biblical stories told very well. Yes. Yes, it is. By the way. So, and I'm going to use this as an example. So the disci- 12 disciples have now come together in the story and they're forming Jesus's ministry. Right, right. Let's. So, um, but but hold on, I'm getting to a point and they're debating who should be treasurer. Right. Matthew says, no, he says, because I've had trouble with money in the past. Mm-hmm. So that was my point to kind That's of, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, well, as we're talking about boundaries and things, and I think the vast majority of us need to realize that we need to be self-aware and anytime that you get into any kind of situation uh you gotta you gotta decide okay am i in this just for me am i setting policy for a bunch of people am i setting policy for my family and then th- that way you have that your basic sliding scale and but Ultimately, you retain free will, and free will um, is not a trump card. I, I I don't feel that you can just that you can throw out
4: that you get to pull out. You do not, I've got free will. I can do whatever right, I want. Right.
1: Right. No. No. Your free will is the journey that you're on, and you choose to be a Christian and abide by Christian principles because you want that journey and that experience now everybody now and the reason why i wanted to get to this is like like steve has on here these are some awesome points money materialism gambling alcohol marijuana homosexuality science that kind of thing and just going down that list right uh right now Money materialism, really not a big deal because I, I don't have much money and I don't really like a lot of material stuff. Not a big deal. Gambling. I gambled once or twice when I was young. I lost. I haven't done it since. Steve does it all the time. He makes money off of it. So you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's different free will. Um, and let's go ahead. And I would just want to... Church answer on this next one. The homosexuality. I used, the to work, I used to work in the wedding business. Worked with homosexuals. I had plenty of gay friends and everything. And let me just tell you where I stand with that. I do not have a problem. Even though Steve put it on here, would you invite a gay couple to your home? Absolutely. I would and I have. But I do have a boundary about that. I do not want to have a pastor that is gay now there's plenty that are i just choose not to have one now can that change could possibly happen because when i never wanted to have a pastor younger than me (laughs) now that i'm now that i'm old i have one we
4: hit that one well no i mean seriously
1: exactly (laughs) <laughs> and so, so these boundaries that you set up for you, you need to understand there may be situations that come up that change your boundaries, and it's not your free will. So that's well, what I want to make sure we got. To.
4: And and I think a lot of this discussion comes back to something we talk a lot about, and and I'm going to circle back to it because. I think it's the core here. It's you you construct a foundation that's solid, and you exercise that faith muscle with prayer, scripture study, attendance, service. You know the the things that you're supposed to be doing as a Christian. And I think the more you construct your theology for this, you end up you can then make the discernment about what can I do and what can I not do? And I think that is really a, that is a super huge conversation for people because I'll, I'll tell you this, I haven't I haven't yelled at them a lot in a while. the ex-evangelicals. It's been a while since oh. I brought them up. But <laughs> but part of the reason they're all, oh my God, I've had to leave church. They never constructed their faith and they ran into something along these lines that they wanted to do. They were in a church with a bunch of other people who had never constructed their faith beyond black, white, and I'm not talking about black, white, and a gradual fade to white. I'm talking about black and stark white with a huge, fat, eight-point line in the middle of the two. And there is no gray, there is no whatever. And so you get people that build faith like that, that there is no great, everything, everything is black and white for that group. Then you get a group of people in there who are, haven't, who have constructed their faith around that construct the same way. And they get confronted with, and I'm, I'm going to throw out, they get confronted with homosexuality. And they have really good friends who are homosexuals. And they can't make the distinction of am I supposed to love you, invite you into my home, eat meals with you, and do things with you because I am supposed to still love you because guess what? You're an image, you are a human being made in the image of God. Yes, I am. Now, I have some boundaries like Bill does around that same subject. My, mine, mine involved the same thing, church leadership. You know, but but am I supposed to treat them as human beings day to day? In my work, are they treated any differently? No, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Well, not. and also, I just want to point yeah. out that I'm not saying that they can't, that you can't have a gay pastor. I, yeah, I'm not I mean, saying that. Just, you just don't.
2: You just are.
1: I'm just, just like it's
2: a matter of age. Or that's whatever. right. It's exactly.
1: Yeah, it's a preference, um, and but, and I, I and I have the free will
2: to pick. But I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say and one and and I, I should. Let Mike talk. <laughs> but, um, but, but one one problem with this, though, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm kind Bob. of. i asked just, <laughs> you know, what you're saying, Robert, is that is that you get too fixated and uh, and um, we can we can point at someone that we, we can point at the LDS. Um. Now the Boy Scouts, they they had to admit gay students. They had gay g- g- scouts. They had to admit gay. Um, scout leaders, even though there weren't really many because it's kind of a family thing to begin with. But that was the law. Now, the LDS had some great leadership in Boy Scouts. Disagree they with your faith or whatever. They were
4: a big chunk of Boy they,
2: Scouts. They decided to leave because of that. They weren't in a charter or anything. They were just going to form their own, which which was probably an overall loss for everyone. Now, now of late, I read the LDS is is now said it's okay for... for LDS young men and I guess girls now to join Boy Scout troops, BSA troops. Uh, they've they've lifted their they've lifted that b- b- boundary because they couldn't start their own. I, I, I'll I'll bring it up later, but beware of these blanket barriers. So sorry. <laughs> all right, Mike. <laughs>
3: so, the yes. basic question here is how far can we push the limits? And still projecting to Christ.
2: Oh, I'm gonna. I am going to gonna. You're, I, I, I struggle with that a little bit. No, I'll tell you no, because I like because that. because oh. You, you said you bring it up. Now, now I I I'll say that you know one one place <laughs> one thing a lot of my gambling um books have and poker books and blackjack books have that, that that's in common with. What we read, especially in the letters, when you're down,
1: pray. <laughs> yes, there's, there's that one. two,
2: always, you know, suffering. But I guess the big one is self-control. And really, after all, you know, the tips and advice and strategies, every book says, don't get involved if you don't have self-control. If you can't take some heavy losses, because you're going to take some heavy losses, and so. I, I worry, you know. I, I don't I don't we I mean, except on this podcast where we literally broadcast it out. I I don't talk that much about uh, poker play uh, if people ask um, because you know there's always some schnook out there. I hate sorry who says well if if Steve if Titch can play in the World Series of Poker, well I'm I'm going to go out and stick my ten thousand dollars in. And I say, bro. I didn't pay to play in the $10,000 event. Right. <laughs> I and I I have a poker bankroll and I got my wife's permission. Or my wife's okay with it. They <laughs> us, right? There. I have Steve, uh, Steve
4: I've got the proper permission. I exaggerate. There. I exaggerate. approval is important I, but I exaggerate you're doing
2: that. a bit, but but uh, <laughs> but I can, you know, I you know, I blame but but I see some sad things. In my play, that's why I kind of, I'm out of blackjack and poker. Everybody's kind of there and they're playing and it's more social. When you're out in the, uh, literally on the casino floor, you see, you see gambling addiction. You see, you see what, uh, I'll tell you, this is very early. The, The guy, I don't know how the rest of his honeymoon went, but I'm there playing blackjack. This is one of the major hotels on the strip, you know, $25 table, just doing my thing. And in comes this younger kid. Um, and he starts playing and you know, he's playing there and apparently he's what gets out is goes along Um, he's on his honeymoon. His wife his new wife is upstairs He came down because he had nothing to do. He's gonna play some blackjack and he starts losing And he starts chasing his losses So the $25 (laughs) bets become $50, $100, $200 Even the dealer is saying slow down, slow down Finally, he's go. He goes back and forth to the ATM machine. He must have dropped close to fifteen hundred dollars. And he's a kid. I mean, he's not. And and oh. by 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 like a half hour later, he is he is almost in tears. He's going, I, I spent all our honeymoon money. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to tell my mother. <laughs> so, so and I didn't. But now now I I don't think I I was there to begin with. I was there when he came down. Uh, but it comes down to self-control. But I, there's, there's this it, whole it, 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 idea of, you know, well, you know, what, what kind of example are you setting? And the, and, and the casino world is not, is totally antithetical. It's up right up there in that money and materialism. Money. Yep, money well, for so nothing. So what is
3: your weakness? What we're going, getting at here,
4: at maybe... I, is, I, I think about, this is a good place it, to I, land, yeah. 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 Paul, mm-hmm.
3: Paul says, I can indulge in everything. I have the freedom of mm-hmm. Christianity, I have the freedom of the Spirit. He says, but not everything is beneficial or mm-hmm. builds up the person. Right. I can do all things, right? Steve does not have a problem with gambling. It doesn't affect his middle walk with Christ. There are some things that I cannot deal with. I cannot deal with porn. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, what is it when you get into drugs drugs? addiction it's addiction Addiction. Mm -hmm. and it can grab my mind and take it and Mm -hmm. and blacken it so all i think about is that i couldn't go to work i couldn't Mm -hmm. think about eating i couldn't think about leaving my family i couldn't think about christ there are certain things that will do that to us folks and what the guys are saying is you have to avoid those things if you're a new christian you're going to learn what they are by seeking christ and walking the holy spirit and praying and reading the Bible. But if you're not a good Christian, you know your weaknesses, and you learn to avoid those. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, uh, Steve doesn't have a problem with it. I have a problem with certain types of horror movies because mm-hmm. they get in the back <laughs> of my mind and stay in there, in our psyche. Mm-hmm. And we call those sometimes demon spirits because mm-hmm. that's how demon spirits can enter in and possess you if you open the door to them. And uh Anyway, I, I see Bill holding me his hand up. But I did have an experience with a demon one time. It, and ah. I told Steve about this. And uh, uh, folks, I won't go into it. All I can tell you is that I was confronted by a demon. And uh, I thought I was asleep. And I woke up and there was a red place on my chest where I'd seen him in my dream, where he was sitting. And this was before I accepted Christ, folks. And at that moment, I did know when I attended church and I said, Jesus. Jesus, and he was gone. Boom, and I and I woke up. It was like a trance, and I woke up and looked at my chest. It was red. Okay, so folks, I will stop at that. So I believe they're ring, kidding. just so you'll know See, <laughs> This is what Steve was pinching before to see if I would talk about that. No. <laughs> the fact is, I know they're real, and don't go past your own limits, which is what the guys are saying to do in whatever it is, whether it's eating sweets, whether it's gambling, whether it's looking at. Pictures Mm -hmm. and certain art. Anyway. All right.
1: And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, clean up Mike's chest and take our break. And we'll be right back. Uh, we were we we're just in uh, First Peter, the this particular podcast we've been talking about boundaries, and of course the the title of the podcast is Should Christians Watch Horror Movies? Well, you, you probably shouldn't, and a lot of the stuff you probably shouldn't do.
3: Ah, oh, uh, you <laughs> know, but
1: as but as but as we but as we walk through life. We don't want to be old man grumpasaurus. <laughs> and, and when you start putting your own values on other people and not trusting them to make their own decisions, then you're uh, imposing something that really isn't your right to do. And so with that, i want to go around uh, and uh, talk some more about... Uh, should Christians watch horror movies?
2: Well, I want to do one one more thing, which is kind of the third rail here, because uh, it doesn't really have to do so much with with aesthetics or taste. Um, but um, uh, and I, this was some time ago, and this person I'm talking about is not no longer in my Bible study group, but he was there, um, and you know was sharing time. And he clearly was rubbing his head and face and troubled about something, and he starts going on. I, I just really, I mean, earnestly felt, and so I don't want to. I don't want to make make it sound like I'm making fun of him. Earnestly felt this. I I really don't don't understand why they're teaching kids these things in school, and why he's going to what what they're getting at. And I'm, and I'm like, we're leaning forward. He's going to say something. Is it going to be like is that all that gay young adult stuff that? And and he pauses and he says, "They're teaching my kid about evolution, and that's a lie." And and so, do you want to be sympathetic, or do you want to say something that eh, this is science and it's a very sound theory? And you know, you know, you don't want to go, you don't want to go that way. You want to be empathetic, but. But then, and that by extension leads, and I want boundaries. You've, you've probably, well, at least met one person who says, I don't allow that discussion or that talk, evolution, big bang theory, in my house. And I'll, I'll throw it out again. I'm going to be a little more dangerous. My, my son, who is is now in college he's attending church at another church not not this one not Sugarland baptist church this did not happen in this building but it happened in the church which is another fairly large um, i think it's bigger yes and, and bigger i'm not going to say what it is because right. i don't want to impugn a whole church based on one person but the but he, he my son said to me the the guy who leads the adult who leads the and now he's, in, he's not in youth anymore He's in young adult He's in college students So we're, not, we're dealing with 19, 20, 21 year olds We're dealing with young adults Not impressionable children He basically says Old th- enough to be able to have a discussion The guy, the, guy, the, the man very, He says he lives very good insight into Bible Very good lessons Except he told me that the Big Bang and evolution are a lie That flummoxes me so I'm going to – I'm, I'm thr- throwing out – what's this with sci- – what's this when you get into science barriers? It, I, some of it my, is – it, questions? it, it goes qu- down so yeah, question. question. How do you deal – what boundaries – I mean, where do you, where do you go when what you're you say, being – what, what, you? what, what do you say? I mean, you you Take
1: have, a Xanax. Well,
2: you you <laughs> came up – I should say, you came, You basically spoke at the beginning of the time. Yeah. So, so there, are, there are a heck of a lot of reasons to homeschool. I have no issue with homeschooling. Yes, yeah reason to homeschool so you can teach your kid
0: creation that's
2: science right. Right. and 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 a lot of really false stuff where they'll never get into college with I think that's a problem. So um you know, it's a very good thing. So, so I mentioned. I I'm going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so okay. so
4: I, I think it goes down to and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this there are scientists who will look at me and say, "Well, you can't prove anything about God, so God's not real," and they won't entertain that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we need to have. I think we need to be able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be a hundred percent dead set young Earth creationist, okay, mm-hmm. that's a thing, by mm-hmm. the way. I know. Understand not only your theory, but understand the theory you're refuting. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna have discussions i am the guy who says and i am going to give fair disclosure real quick bill gives me a hard time about being a industrial strength trainer i'm trying to think of the right word my industrial strength is i teach i work for an oil and gas company so I, you know that's my that's my bread and butter baby um but it's it's literally you have to be able to have conversations and and it, and i'm gonna i'm gonna take it even further i'm gonna touch the other third rail COVID. Mm -hmm. was covid real yeah did covid kill people yes did covid cause issues especially in an older population yep do i think politicians would take advantage of covid to get whatever they wanted absolutely it 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 it, you know the people run around it's just a flu it's nothing no it wasn't just a flu it's nothing does it have flu-like symptoms yeah but, but it's one you can't be so locked up that you close your mind to discuss and have conversations with people. And I think this goes to something where, that we've talked about. One of the biggest faults that we have in our world right now. And I'm going to say if you do this, you're not holy. How about that? I'll tie it back together. Yes. <laughs> if you walk around with a lack of empathy about anyone else's situation but yours alone... You're not holy. I know people who in the middle of COVID screamed and yelled about we never need to go to school again. It's not safe. My kid is safe. Blah, 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 blah. And the people doing that inevitably were the kid were the people who had their kid had a private bedroom with super where they paid for the upgraded Wi-Fi and their own and every child in their house had not only a cell phone, a smartphone, but also had their own personal laptop. And they weren't thinking about the three kids down at Taco Bell share, share, because that's where they could get Wi-Fi, sharing mom's cell phone to get their schoolwork done. And, and it, it's this lack of empathy that when you go into these science discussions, you know, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. No. You know, it's, it's the same thing we've kind of bounced around all night. It's having your discernment to know what issues you may have And then I think be able to really, because you've worked out your faith, first of all, have empathy because the love of God, recognizing we're all human beings created in the image of God, that's the very first thing. After that, we got a lot of discussion. But if we can't agree on that, that that's the starting point, then we're going to never come together and have discussions as Christian men. They can lead the world.
1: As we're coming down to the end of podcast 278, I uh, just want to go around the room one more time, get some get some takeaways on holiness and purity in your life. And go ahead and uh, get a couple of takeaways from the judge, Michael Cropper. Uh, folks, what do we
3: want to take away? That we live in the world, but we're not. Part of it, So the scripture says, especially after we have our lives to, to Jesus Christ, we are spiritual beings and our spiritual target will be to keep Christ number one in our life and do the things which honor him and honor his heavenly father who gave us life. Now, our physical body desires to enjoy the things of the world and we may enjoy some physical pleasures which do not affect our ability to serve Christ. Uh, or should not affect our ability to serve Christ. So, which principles should we live by? Well, consider the spiritual maturity of your companions when you eat, when you watch movies, when you drink. Uh, Should I go out and drink a beer in a club or a place that that may not be acceptable my Christian Brothers? Paul addressed this, folks in 1 Corinthians, he says, do not eat meat taken from idols, even though you know it won't affect you, it will not hurt you, idols are not real, they are not beings, they are not spiritual, he says, be careful so that you don't offend the people around you, so what he said was, everything is permissible, not everything is helpful, everything is permissible but not everything builds up your faith. First, First Corinthians ten twenty four. No one should seek his own good, but he should seek the good of the other person who, with whom he is with. Now, if you're in the presence of someone who will be offended by your activities, seek their good, not your own desires. Philippians two. Do not indulge in activities if you know they will offend your brother. And folks, what I'm aiming at here is how do you live holy lives and still enjoy what the world offers. Paul says, we live in the world. He says, you can't be in the world and not be around people who are not holy. He says, if I eat meat and it makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat. Well, he's talking specifically there to meat, which was uh, given to idols and for the worship of idols. So, folks, once again, the guys have talked about what they can do. And Steve is especially talking about gambling. I don't find what Steve does wrong at all. Because what he says, he enjoys doing, and it does not affect his walk with Christ. And I see his walk with Christ as being holy. So, be careful how you criticize other Christians. Be careful what you say and what you do. Uh... Don't offend them. Be careful and keep the peace and walk in the Holy Spirit with what you say and what you do because people watch you and your children watch you and everybody around you watches you. So anyway, Bill?
1: Uh, Excellent. Uh, Take away from you, Professor.
4: I think think it comes down to this. Being a disciple of Christ is hard work. You know, we, we have to put the work in and, and I'm going to actually steal from the author here a little bit, the author of our study guide, G2C. You know, he said it's five steps. Pre- prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on grace. Do not conform to evil desires. And be holy. I think number four is where we've kind of landed tonight. And it, it you have to know yourself. And I think when you know yourself, then you can make the decisions about what, can keep you from being holy. And I think I think that's a good way to put it. You know, instead of be holy, it's what can keep you from being holy. And I think the answer for everyone is different on that. You know, I think it's it's totally dependent on yourself and how you've constructed your faith. And I think the big key there is is a mindfulness about your faith and what your individual personality and psychological makeup about you that can cause you problems that's really where it comes down to you know you bathe yourself in prayer and you figure that part out and then you can make the decisions about you
1: excellent uh producer steve ditch
4: yeah we haven't we haven't plugged our our study
2: guide we're using as our jumping off point like we usually do a book from the connect 360 series from gc2 press hunger for holiness living cured and impure world all those loaded words is the study of first Peter and in our elsewhere in in the lesson uh, the the author wrote uh, we establish personal boundaries within our lives that regulate our appetites emotions actions reactions and activities like a throttle or valve that controls the amount of air or fuel in an engine this self-regulation is not a requirement for salvation but useful in controlling what affects our spiritual health. I think that sums up to what we're talking about here. Now, uh, for me to add here, an engine to run well needs both air and fuel. Too much air, the engine sputters out, or too much fuel, the engine floods and it won't start. So there's a mix. So there's 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 a healthy yep. balance yeah. uh, that you need basically to navigate the world. And finally, to, to finish, and Jesus never says anything about popular entertainment and i mean i know he kind of walked around uh, a more spartan and 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 more cloistered area but um, just as importantly the letters paul james john uh peter they all very much lived within the world and believe me amphitheatres we have the archaeological proof amphitheatres were in rome of course ephesus philippi Uh, theater was a thing and if what we know from just some of the plays that survive, they were pretty bawdy Uh, even even by our standards those Romans oh those naughty Romans (laughs) Uh, so the the letter writers the epistle writers counseled against drunkenness paganism sexual immorality Uh, they said as I mentioned before we should contemplate what's true and beautiful but true is important let's not gloss over the realities of life um and uh also I pulled out this uh Paul does counsel Timothy for God gave us a, a for God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control that's 2 Timothy 1:7 when we we shouldn't fear something oh that something's going to drive us astray we should except the faith that that we have through the through the holy spirit power and self-control and and even paul counseled against the scolds uh he he wrote to timothy uh through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared he called them hypocrites who forbid marriage and require abstinence from food and all of that i mean he he basically said timothy you know these guys are, are he, he says, they're, they're, they're uh, controlled by deceiving spirits. You know, it's self-control and self-knowledge. Excellently put.
1: Excellent. And with that, thanks so much for tuning in. This is No Church Answers. And once again, thanks so much to all our sponsors and supporters and, and you for tuning in. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox, and our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, So please rate it and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you go to our Facebook page or nochurchanswers.com, post it there. If you're unable to attend the church, check out Checkerline Baptist Church streaming service. It is on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org, and starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church, why local, so you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday school class that you can join for small group discussions just like this. And find one that is men only if there isn't one, you can start one. This is No Church Answers. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think, leave a comment or a review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.